Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Podcast. I have a special guest with me today. Hi, I'm Star. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about this because I love your name. It's so unique. Thank you. Is that your birth name? Mm-hmm. Or is it a nickname? Okay. I get that asked a lot. A lot uh-huh. of people think it's a nickname. It's actually my real full name with just two R's. So That's awesome. S-T-A-R-R. And did your mom or dad name you? There's a, a funny story behind yeah, it. Yeah, okay, actually. please tell. Because I get the story, like the question asked a lot, like mm-hmm. why did they even name you mm-hmm. that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I eventually asked my mom one day. and my So my dad um, and my mom when I was, like, I think before, I came into this world. They were like huge Tupac fans. Oh, so I guess okay. Tupac had an interview and he said if he ever had a daughter, he'll name her Star. So they named oh. me Star because that's what Tupac would want to name his daughter. Wow. It's a strange story, but. That's actually kind of cool, though. <laughs> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. You know, Tupac was kind of like before our time, but not really. For sure, yeah. So it's like, I don't, I, if I'm being honest, I've never really was into Tupac like that mm-hmm. but that's really cool that's it's really definitely cool. different you ever hear those like conspiracy theories about like Tupac is actually alive yes. or um what's his face the guy that did Apple Steve Jobs like mm-hmm. I think a year or two ago there was this thing on like Daily Mail I know Daily Mail is not really the most you know credible right but there was like a picture of this guy who looked exactly like Steve Jobs and he was really? just somewhere in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this looks way too real. <laughs> no, I do think he's still alive. I don't For know. Real? That would be really crazy if he like just popped up and came back one day. But that'd yeah. be cool if he was still alive, That's like funny. chilling somewhere. Would you, if you had that much money, would you change your name and like move out of the country and fake your death? Ooh. <laughs> I think I would. That would be like a good plot twist in the right? story. There's like, this Adam Sandler movie that... Which one? That, honestly, I forget the name. But he he like fakes his death or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of funny. I'm going to have to look it up and then send it to you. I feel I like that would be a Netflix. cool thing to do. But um, how are you? I mean, I haven't seen you in a while, actually. Yeah. It's been some months, I think. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you was Happy Hour? I think we were eating tacos. Yes. That's when we saw each other last. Yes, we did. And they were good. That was so (laughs) funny. All right. Well, I mean, I thought having a conversation with you would be Mm -hmm. really interesting because you're a young mom Mm -hmm. and you seemed, I mean, you seem to be going to school. Yeah. And you're living your best life. Like, you're always having fun. And I'm just wondering, like, how do you balance all of that? Mm-hmm. I actually get that question a lot. Like, because I do have a lot of things going on yeah. with, um, you know, school, working, mm-hmm. being the mom, then I am always outside too. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how it should be, you know? Yeah, it's all about the balance, I feel like. I tell people that all the time, like, you know, just because you're a mom doesn't mean you don't have a life anymore. Right. Like, you just have to figure out how to squeeze it in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a bunch of, moving things around mm-hmm. um i think i just over time i figured out what i my body's limits if that makes sense yeah. like what i can handle on my plate like for example i work full time mm-hmm. um i'm taking i'm in a master's program for nursing mm-hmm. right now okay. so i'm taking about five classes at that yeah it's it's terrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know I just feel like if you really want to do something, you won't make excuses for yourself. So I, I just kind of have that mindset. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love my job. I want to get my degrees in certain things. And I love spending time with my friends. So it's just a lot of days you have to have, like, self-care days as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to, like, isolate myself for, like, a good day mm-hmm. just because I'm overstimulated from everything. Right. But it's just really balancing it all out. Okay. And my son is five now, so it's like... He doesn't need that much help from mm-hmm. me no more compared to, like, a baby. That's true. So that's, like, a big help, too. Like, you know, we can do homework together or we'll just be sitting there. He can go to the bathroom and, sh- like, bathe himself now. <laughs> so it's, like, so much easier when they get older, too. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. Which year? I mean, I would assume that him being an infant was probably, like, the hardest year. Oh, yeah. For you. The yeah. infant years are terrible. <laughs> like, Yeah. And they're so cute at that time, but it's it really takes a toll on your body because yeah. you're just sleep-deprived. 
I had my son in college, actually, Mm -hmm. my undergrad. I had him my senior year. Mm -hmm. I think I only had four months left of my undergrad to get my bachelor's. So it was kind of nice. It happened at the end. Mm -hmm. But those are like the worst four months of my life because, you know, I have a newborn. Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking like, I think I had four classes still Mm -hmm. at that time. So I'm still writing papers, getting ready for graduation. So it's a big difference compared to like, you know, having an infant in school and then having a toddler while in school. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I could only imagine. I don't have kids. I really want them someday. But yeah, the whole newborn, having to wake up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and, you know, and and you're a single mom. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's even more beautiful about you because oh, you're a single mom, you go to school you have a five-year-old and then you make time for your friends. And mm-hmm. I think that that's so important. And I feel like new moms do forget that. That's like a huge topic. Like mm-hmm. years later down the road, you hear so many people after their kids kids are grown up, they're like, well, who am I? You know, right, like, yeah. who was I before I had kids? What do I even like? Mm-hmm. And they like forget themselves. So I think that's really, really cool. And good for you for you. you know doing the whole master degree thing and oh it's brutal yeah it is so brutal. i don't even know like i was like what is she even studying for because <laughs> you're like i have papers to write and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like where yeah, i think yeah it's been like it's an accelerated master's program mm-hmm. so it's not the whole two years which is nice mm-hmm. it's like 16 months or okay. no 18 months so um right now i've completed a year of it so I only have eight more months now so I'm almost done okay but it's definitely hard it's definitely hard do you do like online or do you go to like school school to do this program yeah so it's online thank god um and I think COVID definitely helped with that online Mm -hmm. stuff you know I feel like especially for moms too like kind of finding a school program that works with your life is like a huge thing as well Like, because my program is online, I just have to go in person for, like, you know, my clinical days, my lab days, Mm -hmm. and um, tests. That's it. Okay. So it's really flexible and all that type of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Some people hate the online schooling thing. I personally love it. I love it. Yeah, right? I can't do that lecture in person, like, just to sit there Mm -hmm. for hours. Mm -hmm. I can't. I mean, I do sometimes miss, like, the interactions of students. Like, okay, I was like, is that me? It's me. (laughs) No, it's okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, sometimes I'll have people calling me in the middle of the podcast, so I'll be I'll text them beforehand and be like, just to let you know, I'm podcast, in podcast. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really awesome. I, yeah, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't really either. Do, yeah, you just you just fucking do it. It's I do. Wild. I think like you know, you just have to do it instead mm-hmm. of just stressing on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even though I work, and I found a job as well that works with my schedule. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's what I'm saying. You have to, like, kind of find what your options are out there. Like, I work anytime I want. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a regular 12-hour, 8-hour shift I do. I do home health and see patients. Okay. Yeah, so um, I go to homes and facilities, and I go on my own time. As long as I get my stuff done, I can start at 10 o'clock if I want one day mm-hmm. and at 2 one day. It's really nice and flexible. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing. Because mm-hmm. when I think about healthcare workers, I think about, like, those vigorous shifts, you yeah. know? Like, I didn't realize that you could be flexible. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I had to learn that. I used to work the 12-hour shifts, that, mm-hmm. and it drained me. Yeah. Like, you know... With me knowing I was having my master's program coming, I was like, I can't keep working at this job yeah. and do that because it was just taking everything from me. So I ended up finding another job. So now I'm like a nurse in hospice and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool because since I drive to the homes, I just mm-hmm. basically coordinate with family members like, okay, this is a good time for me. What's a good time for you? We figure it out. Then I can drive to facilities anytime I want. So it's really nice. That is. that is. And then I do the rest of my work at home because I document at home and get paid for it. Wow. So it's like half at home, half in the field. Yeah, that's, that's a good balance itself, too. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I used to work from home, especially when COVID had hit, uh-huh. and it was like 24-7 at home, I, I mean, it's awesome because you could do laundry, you can cook at yeah. the same time and everything. But after a while that, like, missing the social interactions mm. kind of 
takes a toll sometimes too for me at least for sure um but that's awesome and also another curious thing um when you first got pregnant how were your parents (laughs) it was a pretty funny story so (laughs) at the time mind you i had like no clue i was pregnant i just took a pregnancy test for fun oh wow what yeah like i didn't miss my period or nothing i was just like i don't even think it was time for me to miss my period yet so I was on the phone with my friend at the time I did it because I think like I was having the symptoms like my boobs were hurting more than usual. Okay. But it wasn't like nothing concerning. And my mm-hmm. friend was like, just take a pregnancy ch- test in c- just in case. And I'm like, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. And it was positive. I was like, wait, what? I went to like the store. I grabbed like six more. I'm like, this is a lie. This cannot be true. <laughs> Mind you, I didn't even like miss my period yet. So I'm like, I was like in disbelief. <laughs> Yes, so I literally took a pregnancy test for fun. It was positive, all seven of them. And then I was just, like, in shock for, like, a day or two. And, like, you know, I joke around a lot. I'm, like, the the comedian of my family. Uh So I remember calling my mom, and I was just, like... (laughs) I was, like, I got something to tell you. She's, like, what? I was, like, yeah, so I'm pregnant. And she was, like, stop lying to me. She was, like, you play too much all the time. I was, like, no, like, I'm so serious. (laughs) And I think after, like, four times of saying it, like, she finally believed me. And she was like, she was like, just don't drop out of college, star. She was like, you almost made it. (laughs) I was like, like, no, I'm not dropping out of school. It's not one of those phone calls. But you are having a grandchild. Uh That's what you're having. So it was pretty funny. Like, like my family was laughing because I was one of those people who never wanted kids. Oh, really? Yeah, I never wanted kids. Um, I was just very focused on myself. Like, I just didn't, like, see the point of having a kid at a young age. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like, I feel like I'm killing it. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I just do it. (laughs) So, I feel like I'm killing it. He came at a good time. I feel like, you know, I had him at 21. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be where I am today because mm-hmm. he just gives me that reason I have to do good. Yeah. Like I have someone to be responsible for mm-hmm. now. I can't just sit around and not do anything. That gives me goosebumps. <laughs> it's yeah. really, it's a good thing. I love being a mom. It was unexpected, but I love it. Oh. I might be done though. <laughs> <laughs> just stop at the old it's job. a lot of damn work. Yeah, like It's no. a lot. That's hilarious. <laughs> and you have such a cute boy. Thank you. He is so freaking cute. Like, he's going to grow up to be a player. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Everyone tells me that who sees my child. For it's real? like, I'm like, please don't break all the girls' heart, Jason. <laughs> like, I don't want no crazy girl coming to my house. Right. So I'm going to try my best to yeah. make sure he doesn't go that route. But he, I already know he's going to be in sports. He's smart. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm already mentally preparing myself for teenage years. That's hilarious. So, like, was there any other reason why you didn't want to have kids, like, other than the fact that you were young? Did you ever, like, see yourself having kids when you were older, at least? I just never pictured it. No. Like, I've never never desired it, you know? You know, I was, I've never been that woman, like, even from a young age, like, I picture kids and being a wife and all Mm -hmm. that, like... It's just never been maybe, like, I guess a priority, never been a priority to Mm -hmm. me or something to care for. Mm -hmm. Like, even to this day, like, yeah, marriage sounds cool, but do I envision it or do I strive to be married soon? No, I'm just chilling. Yeah, (laughs) and we're still really young. We're still very young, too. And it's crazy because, like, other people our age have already gotten married or are getting married. Yeah. It's just such a weird vibe because just, like, Five years ago, I feel like everyone just graduated from college, and we're still kids. Like, if you think about it, we just left our teen years. Like, it's only been six Mm -hmm. years since we left our teen years. We're still figuring it out. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Maybe when I hit 30, I might be a little more responsible, Mm but 20s, I'm like, this is the time, like, we can make mistakes. Mm -hmm. This is the time. And I feel like we changed so much. Like, think about the time when you were 20 to 26. Oh, for sure. You're like a whole other person. an idiot. Idiot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot at 20. Like, 
oh god it's just a huge like just thinking about shift it. yeah like i can only imagine what i'm like when i'm 30 and those six years flew the fuck by oh my god yes and it just keeps flying I'm by i'm like slow down i like i don't want to be old yet for real <laughs> like, i'm good you want to know what's funny like when i was maybe like four mm-hmm. and we had first moved into our like small little house me and my family i swear i just i just had this moment where i was in the bathroom i was okay. four and I come back out, and I'm all of a sudden, like, a fifth grader. Oh, my God. I don't know what it was, but that will never get out of my head. And it also reminds me of the time, like, I don't know if this is, like, sleep paralysis. This is such a tangent. But when I was, like, in second grade, my parents had this clock in their room, and the times were on a golf ball. So it was, like, 12, 1, 2, whatever, on golf balls. Mm-hmm. And they used to have, like, you know, back in the day, people would have, like, a big jug of coins in. You know oh, what I'm yes. talking about? My mom had that, too. Yeah, so my parents had one in their closet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I was, like, taking a nap or at least trying to in my parents' room. And my mom was, like, kind of in the front of the room on her computer. And... All of a sudden, I'm getting this, like, rise of anxiety. Really? And I'm like, oh, my God, someone's going to come here and steal a jug of money. And the <laughs> clock was just, like, ticking so loud. Oh, my god! And I thought it was, like, one and done. Right. right. I was so young. Never had it again till I was, like, 18. And what I was, happened like, with the 18 one? What? It was the same, same exact thing? thing. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, and I was, like, laying there, and I feel the anxiety rising. The ticking gets louder, and I'm like okay someone's coming someone's coming and then but i snapped myself out of that one mm-hmm. but it was so weird that's I really know. i would be freaked out no i was freaked especially out. if it like came back a second time oh, yeah. i'm like i would have been on google seeing what it means or something oh, nothing good happens on google no nothing <laughs> at all but yeah i don't know i don't know how i got on that topic but yeah just like something i don't know to this day i think it's like sleep paralysis it sounds like sleep paralysis i have no clue what right? that would be right i don't fucking know but well hopefully maybe it doesn't happen again in that townhouse maybe he's like, like fucking with you or something for real. like wake up stop do you believe in demons or like I, ghosts i do right? i'm like i'm very big like ghosts i know for sure are real wait hold up have you had an experience I feel like I did like I feel like I had two experiences and one was like at my friend's house and she knew she had a ghost oh, hell and I'm like you tell people <laughs> if you got ghosts in your house or something oh, hell no. but the one at my house it was really weird like so my room was on the lower level mm-hmm. so on the top level like I felt like I heard someone like walking but no one was home it was just me mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lay here quiet. I don't want to mess with it. Like, if you feel like this is your house, it can be your house. I don't want to (laughs) argue. So I'm just kind of laying there quietly in my bed, hoping it'll go away. And I'm just hearing, like, walking and walking. And then it stopped. Then my grandma came over maybe, like, 10 minutes after I heard that. And I asked her, I was like, oh, I was like, have you been in the house? And she was like, no, I just got here. I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I think we have a ghost, but it seems nice. It didn't mess with me. I'm it really dead at how fucking chill you were. <laughs> I don't want problems with a demon. I don't. I feel like if I show fear, it might like mess with me. Uh, <laughs> so I did like that tactic. I'm like, you know what? I hear you, but I'm just not gonna react. Right. I'm gonna just keep reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a tough bitch. Like I try. My ass would be like. Oh, hell no, I'm out of here. Let me I'm get out the house. Out. Yeah, I'm packing my needs and getting the fuck out of here. Now, like, the demons, that's another story. Any demonic behavior, I'm getting, like, everything. I'm yeah. going to find some holy water somewhere or a cross. I'm not playing with the demons. Oh, my God. I'm one of those people I refuse to watch, um, like, paranormal mm. stuff or, like, the exorcist movies. Mm-hmm. I don't play those. I feel like that energy can just come into my life so i just don't even watch them oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah no i fucking hate scary movies i hate scary movies i hate demonic movies hate the whole like possessive whatever it's but i still watch them i can't do it (laughs) i still watch them because i think it's funny when you're watching it with people okay yeah with people it's different i could never sit there and watch it by myself Mm -mm. though no how about like crime stories 
oh, I love some good right. crime, like Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. I love SVU. Mm-hmm. I love like very, I like mysteries sometimes too, like the little documentaries. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty cool. I just finished watching Bad Surgeon. Have you seen that on Netflix? I saw it pop up. Was that good? Yeah, it was. So it's like a story about this Swedish surgeon. Okay. And he's basically a psychopath. It's a true story? Yes, it's a true story. Oh, wow. He's a psychopath. Like, he's so charismatic. He's super smart. He's like, you know, the narcissistic behavior. But basically, he said he invented this windpipe this plastic windpipe that works for people who either have cancer or like a hole from smoking to replace their windpipe Mm -hmm. so he would replace them with the plastic windpipe then fly somewhere across the country and wouldn't be there for recovery but while he's in another country these patients are dying oh my goodness yeah and for a while he would be like oh well they had other health complications because like one of the guys had cancer Mm -hmm. And he just got away with it for wow. a couple of years. And he was, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much. But, mm. yeah, that's the. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's wild. Mm-mm. And you should watch it. Because I'm it's definitely really going to watch interesting. it. And it's only three episodes. So it's really short. Oh, okay. But the episodes are like an hour long. I might watch that. I need yeah. new things to watch Bad now that surgeon. I'll have free time on winter mm-hmm. break. So Netflix. I'll watch that tonight. Wild. And then I'm also watching Painkillers. I feel like Pain everyone killers. knows about the opioid mm-hmm. epidemic. Yeah. So that's on that. And that's also a really good one. Okay. Are it's they so doing sad. like interviews with people or something in that? Yeah. Or is so it- it's so sad because it's kind of like fictionalized but Mm -hmm. based on true events right and in the beginning they have like a small short clip interview of people's like loved ones that have passed away from opioids so it's like super sad that is sad they're like yeah some of the events are you know dramatized but what's not is my son or daughter or Mm -hmm. mother that died from opioids and it's just like it's really bad now and you know i feel like nowadays like the whole drug use thing is so normalized for us like you know i i get it like i think what our generate the generation before us what they did cocaine all the time mm-hmm. or something but now it's like even kids at a young age they're taking like all these opioid pills now and it's affecting their brain chemistry so bad like you know and the way it's normalized in society makes no sense like it shouldn't be okay to get so high out of your mind you don't want to function like that's so weird to me like how people think it's cool mm-hmm. and it's really it's they don't understand they're like really you know i work in healthcare, so i see like the effects right. of where it will lead to somebody and you know me working in healthcare too i've made changes in my life because i see where people end up from decisions they make now mm-hmm. you know so it's like you know this whole crisis it really needs to yeah be like you know attend it to more or like I'm on sure. alert yeah people just need to be educated on like what they're actually putting in their bodies speaking mm-hmm. of you're an avid gym gym goer yes yes love, love that out. <laughs> and also do you like smoke weed or anything i okay. don't smoke weed i used to mm-hmm. um but then when i got pregnant with my son like right. of course i quit mm-hmm. And then I think it's just like, you know, I got so used to like not smoking weed, like and before when I did, it wasn't like I did it every day or anything mm-hmm. like that. So after I quit, when I got pregnant with my son, I just really never smoked weed again. Yeah. You know, and I don't like, I don't know. I feel like as I got older, like I did not tolerate it well. Like I used to when I was younger, oh, I feel that. like it's either I like go straight to sleep or I'm like paranoid as fuck. Yes. Like I don't like being paranoid. So I don't smoke weed. I just drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I cut like 75% of my intake down on alcohol recently. So. Oh, okay. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, just cause I was actually getting like bloated. Like mm. you could see it like in my mm. face a bit and I'm like, okay, that's how you know I'm drinking a little mm-hmm. too much. And then, you know, like I said, I see a lot of patients, like since I do hospice, mm-hmm. I see a lot of patients at end of life. So, and I've actually had a few patients with my clinicals who had cirrhosis from drinking alcohol mm-hmm. so much and, and it's like cirrhosis so cirrhosis is basically um when you consume so much alcohol it damages your liver mm. and then you know your liver is responsible for a lot of like biological things in mm-hmm. our body 
And it's not really that reversible if you get, like, the bad result of cirrhosis. Like, I mean, you become so distended, your skin turns yellow. Yeah. It's just, it's a terrible way to die, if I'm, like, being bluntly, like, honest. Like, it's a terrible way to die. Um, You know, I think seeing all these people who tell me, like, take care of your body now, take care of your body now, I'm going to listen. Yeah. I'm going to listen to them. I'm like, y'all lived how many years? And you're telling me. Because I get a lot of great, like, wisdom advice from people, mm-hmm. like, you know, who are, you know, they're in their 70s, their 80s, they're dying, I'm taking care of them. And, like, you know, I like to reflect with them, like, yeah. to distract them that they're dying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, tell me about your good memories, like, you know, get to know them and stuff like that. And they all have the same advice. Like, the main advice from women, it's so funny, every woman, top number one thing they say is, don't get a man, focus on yourself. Literally, every single woman has said yeah. that. They're like, marriage does not matter. They said, focus on yourself. The man wow. will come when it's time. Yeah. That's literally all their, like, their number one advice or something they would take back in time. Yeah. So, like, you know, focusing on yourself, being very cautious of what you put into your body. Sure. Even, like, food, mm-hmm. like, what you eat, like, that will play into mm-hmm. your health in the long run, too, so... It kind of freaks me out having to see all that, but... I was just going to say, like, just thinking about it, because I don't, I don't work in hospice, but, mm-hmm. like, just thinking about it is, like, freaky and really deep, because I don't know how often you think about death, but I think about it, like, not fucking often, but, like, I do think about it. Like, the oh, yeah. other day, actually, I was passing by, like, a cemetery, and I saw, like, a group of people... Mm-hmm. just hugging in a circle and looking so sad and i just thought you know like it's so sad it's, it's just very so sad. like sh- life is so freaking short mm-hmm. and yeah just life is short and that comes with so many different things you know and it's just it's freaky it's like to know you one day everyone's gonna die oh for sure and it's like but you don't know when right i think that's the like i think about death like like you said not all the time but like here and there and it freaks me out every time too because i'm like so what like is it a black light or like is <laughs> right? it just cut clean or like what goes on yeah it's really freaky but i will say i do view life so differently now since i started this job i've been doing it for like seven eight months now mm, okay. and i feel like i appreciate life like day by day instead of like you know and i think in our generation a lot of people are apprehensive about the future oh for sure and like we're so young like no we shouldn't live and then you know with seeing what everyone else is doing in life people just get so apprehensive and i'm just like i like to just appreciate each and every single day like this was a good day no matter what happened I like to spend time with the people I love because mm-hmm. you never know. Exactly. Like, I've never had a friend die, I think, like, you know, knock on yeah, wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, I've had friends who've lost their friends, yeah. and, like, I could not imagine how traumatic that would be. Oh, for sure. You know? So I do appreciate life every single day. Oh, my God. That, like, gives me goosebumps. <laughs> it's such a sad topic. Cause, it like, is. I don't know about you, but when I think about death, I think about, okay, like, if I were to go now or, like, tomorrow, mm-hmm. are there any regrets? Right. You know, am I going to be okay going? Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's the way to view it, Yeah, though. yeah. And... To be quite honest, I think I am okay. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, because I've loved the people hard mm-hmm. as fuck, especially, like, the people that I really love. And I'm just like, whatever, like, my life is good. You're satisfied. And I think we're really blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you know, you, again, being a mom, like, juggling all these things, like, honestly, it gives me hope, you know? Like, when I have kids to just still focus on myself obviously like focus on the kids as well sure, but yeah. don't lose who i am don't lose what i like to do and yeah you make it seem possible is the best way to put it <laughs> thank you that's, that's crazy but i do think you're hitting it right on the head too though i think that is like a problem with mothers losing their identity when they have a kid mm-hmm. you know i've had mom friends as well and you know I try to advocate that to them, too. I'm like, you know, you still need to be someone outside of your child. Like, even my friends who are married, I'm like, you're someone outside of your wife. Like, being a wife. You know? um, So I'm very big on, like, that's what keeps me grounded. 
like I know I'm a person outside of being a mom still and that's not my only title mm -hmm. you know because it, it's easy for like women to get wrapped up into the whole like caring for the you know putting everything into your child which is okay mm -hmm. but you know find hobbies you like to do or like what do you like to do type of thing on that topic I'm actually gonna go turn on the cameras again okay. but I'm gonna ask you this where do you think you get that philosophy from? Which one? The like the whole keeping yourself grounded, mm -hmm. even though you're a mother, you're also a bunch of other things and you don't want to forget all those things. Where do you think that philosophy came from? Like, did you learn it from someone, see it from someone, or is that something that you had to learn as you went? Because it seems like it's that, yeah. Yeah, you had mm -hmm. to learn it as you went. Because I was in that place too where I lost myself. Uh -huh. Like, you know, I felt like I was just a mom type of thing. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, definitely over time. Like, I feel like that's the, oh, my God, she graded my paper. She better gave me a good grade. Oh, 100 points. Okay. Perfect. Oh, I thought this was my other paper. Dang it. I'm nervous that's about that so one. <laughs> okay. But because... You lost yourself and then found yourself mm -hmm. again. What were some things that helped you with that? So, like, you know, when I first had my son, I did, like, a lot of people don't know, but I did have, like, postpartum really bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I, like, it was really bad. I was so depressed. And, like, postpartum depression is, like, the weirdest type of depression because it's, like, why am I sad? Like, mm -hmm. I have this cute baby looking at me. Mm -hmm. Life, like, life was okay, but uh -huh. still, like, you know, a huge shift. I went from pushing a baby out my damn belly <laughs> and who cries every damn hour. And, <laughs> and, like, this is my new life. It's such a huge life shift, and I think that's why postpartum happens. Mm. But, you know, I had it for a while. I was depressed, like, really bad for, like, at least, like, eight or nine months. Like, it did not fade quickly. Yeah, and so it was like it was a really dark place, and I like you know eventually it went away, but I was like it was tough. So like you know I kind of know what it feels like to be in that space of, and that's why I think I was depressed too. I felt like just a mom, mm -hmm. you know. I was like this is my life. I'm just a mom. Like mm -hmm. this, what's going on? And you know over the years and stuff like that, I kind of was taking like power back in my life. Like you know. Let me start going to the gym more. Okay, let me start, you know, and when I was depressed, I didn't reach out to friends as much either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of after that faded through, like I put in my mindset, like, you know, I had this thought of like, if you didn't reach out to me, I'm not gonna reach out to you. Mm -hmm. Like I used to have a fucked up mindset back then too. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot of time of me having to sit down with myself and really evaluate my actions and stuff like that, mm -hmm. my issues and like getting over it. Like, you know, I started changing things. Like, you know, I started reaching out to my friends more. I started, like, pushing the initiative and stuff like that. I started being, like, having more caring actions towards others and stuff like that, you know. You know, I, it was, like, step by step. Like, you know, the gym and now my friends and now and then my nursing school I went to was so random. I went to nursing school for fun. Oh. And then I ended up liking it. So, <laughs> I know, right? Weird shit. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I've always been driven, like, career-wise. Like, mm -hmm. I always, I like to work. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so that was something that kind of made me, like, gave me a good um thing to grip onto mm -hmm. to keep me steady. So, you know, overnight, like, you know, I didn't balance all these things at once. But over time, I definitely learned how to have that you're a person too yeah. and I realized how much I started feeling better once I was able to separate the two okay. you know when you put all your effort into being a you got to be a good mother by taking care of yourself yes you know I, you said that. I feel like I've heard that somewhere too actually mm -hmm. you have to take care of yourself in order to be a good mom um it's just what it is and actually um while you were saying like you had to do little things like working out and they say if you're tired mentally, then do something physically. Oh, I haven't heard of yeah. that. So then, like, it's kind of the same with sometimes, like, even with the friends thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you, like, are not feeling it with someone, yep. you got to be kind to them 
outwardly before you start to feel it inwardly, if that kind of makes sense. I can see that. Like, doing good deeds will make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Kind of like said over that. time. Yeah, like over thing. time, yeah. not like immediately, but mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, everyone talks about postpartum depression and how real it is. And like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, I do want kids, but I don't want to like give birth or <laughs> go through Listen, I, I try to tell my friends, I'm like, you're not missing nothing. Yeah. Like, take your time. For how real. was that? Like, birthing. Oh, I was so drugged up. It was amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck the natural route. I don't have nothing to prove. So the epidural. Epidural, okay, yeah. yeah that's what, and doesn't that hurt? Like, I heard, I heard that, like, really hurts because it's going into your spine. It goes into, like, um, like your spinal cavity. So, like, not into the spine specifically. It's weird. So they numb you up first before, like, they kind of mm-hmm. put this huge little catheter yeah. in your thing. But um, I think I was in so much pain from my contractions. That shit didn't feel like nothing to me. Uh, I'm, like, screaming. I'm, like, just drug me up already. So I think um, I felt contractions for maybe, like, two hours, and I tapped. I said, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And I ended up being in labor for, like, 24 hours. <gasps> yes. 24 hours. So imagine if I felt that the entire oh, Absolutely hell. not. Oh, I was, that drug is amazing. I would have fainted probably from the pain. Oh my God. Yeah. 24 hours. It was terrible. And I can't eat. So I'm already hangry. <gasps> yeah. You can't eat. You can't eat you for can't, 24 hours? I didn't eat for three days because I came to get induced. Like when I was giving him an eviction notice, I want you out. <laughs> I was over it. <laughs> so they started to like induce my labor and it just was not progressing so they had to like you know manually go in and break my water and then i'm still not giving birth after that so it took like three days total to get him out my stomach and i was hungry as fuck yeah like i can do like ice chips chicken broth stuff like that but they don't want you eating food because um one just in case like you need to go under for surgery because you can risk on like aspirating or something like that and then the um what's the other thing and i think like it's to keep the baby safe or something i'm not maternal specialty i'm never gonna do maternity but yeah i couldn't fucking eat for three days but i was drugged up I didn't even feel him come out of me. Oh, wow. No, yeah, it's strong. Like, I was literally asking the doctor. I'm like, is he coming out? She was like, yeah, just keep pushing. I was like, okay, I think I'm pushing. (laughs) And he came out. So it's really nice, though, because you're allowed to enjoy the process Uh of him coming into the world without that pain. You know, like, you know, there's this whole argument of women who want to do, oh, you need to do natural birth. Oh, I want to do epidural. Do whatever the fuck you want. But I'm yeah. all for, like, epidurals. Cause just a bunch of Karens, you know? <laughs> okay. I'm just like, why do you care if right. I get an epidural? If you want to push out five kids out naturally, do you. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, so. my God. But not eating for three days. That is so wild. I was so hungry. I, had, I think the first thing I ate was a Jimmy John sandwich because mm. that's what I craved my whole pregnancy. But I couldn't eat it. Why? So, so much stupid things they tell you when you're pregnant. They say you can't eat, like, cold meat, like, oh, really? sandwich meat uh-huh. when you're pregnant because it has, like, some type of bacteria on it, oh. and it can cause, like, something to the baby. But I love cold sandwiches. <laughs> like, I didn't, they were like, you can heat up the meat, but I'm like, I don't want more meat. I want a cold meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fucking it hilarious. was a struggle, yeah. I feel like, because you're not allowed to eat sushi, right? I think, yeah. Right? So I feel like that would be the hardest for me because I love sushi. And if you crave it, oh, my God, it's going (sighs) to suck. But I'll probably just be eating a bunch of burgers, honestly, a bunch of of meat like that. It's a good reason to eat. Yeah. And it also hurt. Like, it's confusing because you can't have sushi, but you can have cooked fish, I think. Yeah. And I think cooked fish is, like, supposed to be really good and nutritional for the baby is what I've read before. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... Going back to epidural and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I just can't believe you had to go through that for three days. It was, yeah. I, I think on think the that. on the third day, so I was there for two days. I didn't get the epidural yet, like, you know, and I wasn't having contractions that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just 
my cervix wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. So um, on the third day, that's when they gave me the epidural, and that's when like the labor process was like 24 hours. It was yeah, it was hell. That's so crazy. What was your uh, what was your son like when he came out of the wound? It was actually really funny. So they don't warn people this, and they should warn people this. Your baby's gonna come out with a cone head because it's so soft. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, he's about to get bullied like hell. Like, his head was, like, pointy. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And they're like, no, no, we shape it out. We shape it out. And I'm like, (laughs) I thought I really had a cone head baby. But, yeah, like, I guess because, you know, their head is getting pushed through. It, like, meshes their head a bit. that's hilarious. And that was the first thing I saw. I'm like. <laughs> You're like that ain't my baby. <laughs> no, honestly, because I'm like the ultrasound did not show that. Right, that's so, so funny. So yeah, I was like literally cracking jokes as soon that's as he was hilarious. born. But he was pretty cool. He laid on my chest and was crying. Oh, I miss him being little. How was that moment? Like you holding him? It was pretty cool. Like it's kind of weird. Like I'm like very raw and like honest with my opinions because so there's so many women out here who like to seem like they're like so perfect and everything Mm -hmm. and it's like no like when they put him on me I was like yeah that's cool but I think it didn't set in for me still that's like I feel like because I just went through that for three days I was kind of dissociating like I'm over this Uh (laughs) so they laid him on me but like it literally took like a few hours for me to process like this is my baby like he's five now and I still am like damn I'm a mom yeah like I feel like he's my friend more than anything we be chilling yeah he's pretty cool no you're a cool fucking mom Thank like you. my mom was That's not cool, cool mom oh i didn't even notice cool mom <laughs> but yeah no i mean my mom i mean she's great obviously but mm-hmm. she was not the cool mom like i wish she just like let me roam around you right know, not in my, my own business or whatever but i think it's also because i was the first child yeah it's a lot and, different yeah first child so it gets more carefree with the more kids. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's also why I want more kids, so that they can eventually take care of each other. Yes. But you know what? I was saying this to someone. I forget who I had this conversation with, and I told them that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's like generational trauma. And I'm like, huh? What, like on the oldest or something? I don't know, but I didn't get it. I was like, generational trauma. I was like, I mean, I'm the oldest of four, and... I'm really close to all my siblings. Yeah. So I was like, maybe they had a bad experience because I'm like, I'm the oldest in my household too, and I didn't feel traumatized. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's dumb. Are you, do you come from like a house full of girls? So there's a lot of us. I think I have, I gotta count. I have like, I have seven siblings. So with me, it's eight That's of awesome. us. Yeah. So, um, so in my household, I'm the oldest. So, because they had different moms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in my house, I'm the oldest, and it was my younger brother and my younger sister. Okay. Yeah, so there's, I got four sisters, three brothers. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted a brother, and I do have a brother, but he's, like, my stepbrother. Oh, okay. And I always wanted a brother, like, growing up, like, an older brother. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's funny because, like, you can joke around with them in a different way. I feel like that, yeah. Yeah. I feel like girls, like, with sisters, like, it can get, like, it can go left real quick. Right? Like, when you're cracking jokes or something. Damn, why are you such a pussy? (laughs) No, literally. Like, me and my sister, like, we could crack jokes, but if someone takes it too far, Uh we're, like, going to go at it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it, though. Yeah. (laughs) As, like, older siblings, that's kind of our job. You got to. to, strike a nerve. You got to mess with them a little bit. Like, my younger brother, he's... I think he's 15 now uh-huh. and he acts like such like a teenager I'm like did you roll your eyes at me I'm like excuse me I love that so you. grown now for no reason that's hilarious mm-hmm. uh, do you have any advice um for like new moms out there new moms I would say my advice to new moms and like I love giving like advice to my friends who are pregnant mm-hmm. too just because, you know, I've been through it firsthand, and I'm not going to give, like, a bullshit answer. Do you have, like, the oldest kid of your friends? Uh-uh. No, I don't. Um, kind of like we're all around the same age group, because 21, mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of started popping these babies mm-hmm. out. But, um... 
<laughs> but um, I have some friends. I want one of my friends out here to have a baby or my sisters. I want a baby to play with. Right. But I want to, like, give it back. Yeah. But um, my main advice, I would say, for new moms is, like, be gracious with yourself mm-hmm. and, like, don't be hard on yourself. Like, you know, it's going to be, like, yeah, it's going to suck seeing your body be different mm-hmm. compared to when you were pregnant. But, you know, give yourself time. Like, you know, you don't have to bounce back in a few months. Like, you just created a whole baby in your stomach and pushed it out. Like, give yourself grace. Don't feel like you have to be super mom instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then, you know, don't let other people's opinions on parenting impact your parenting because mm-hmm. everyone's kid is different and it doesn't apply to every single kid. What will work for my kid isn't going to work for every single kid out there. Totally. Because if that was the case, all these kids would be good. <laughs> like, you know, so like, you know, parenting styles, you got to figure out your parenting style. You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you're going to make mistakes and that is fine. Like, you know, just give yourself grace. That's my biggest advice. Don't be hard on yourself. Enjoy the process. Take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Take a lot of pictures. I love just looking back at, like, my son's, like, baby photos and, like, videos. I was just thinking about that. Like, when I was grabbing Mm -hmm. my camera, I was thinking about, like, you and, like, your son and, like, just pictures and how my family has, like, family albums when I was a kid, you know? But it's so so funny because, like, now we're, like, on our phones and we take pictures with our phones. And it's not like we print them out anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. I I had one, too, growing up. Yeah, and it's just crazy because I also stumbled upon my Polaroid. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't haven't used that thing in so long. I was thinking I should probably get back into that and make a scrapbook. But, yeah... Yeah, that's that's a really good advice, like, being gracious towards yourself. No, yeah, and it's easy to be hard on yourself as a mom. Like I said, social media really just ruins a lot of things. I was just talking about this with my previous guest about Mm -hmm. social media. It ruins everything. Mm -hmm. I hate it. It's wild. It's it's ruining so much. I can't agree more with that statement. Um, But... Also, also, what was, was this is so random? I was just thinking because I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm kind of starving. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. But one more question, and then I'm gonna have you take this. Okay. Out because at the end of the podcast, I have people just pick a question out of the jar and answer it. That's how we close out. Nice. But what was your biggest pregnancy craving? I loved potatoes. Oh. Like, I mean, it was excessive. Well, one, I threw up a lot when I was pregnant. Like, the whole pregnancy, I couldn't hold. The whole hold. pregnancy? It was hell. It was hell. Like, I got nauseous over everything. Like, hold I, up. Damn. hmm The whole pregnancy. I thought it was only for, like, the first, like, three months. Not for me. Sometimes they, there's, um, I forgot the name of the exact condition, but you can have, like, um, nauseousness and throwing up throughout your whole pregnancy one of my friends is actually dealing with it yeah but somehow i threw up all the time and i still gained 60 pounds so that makes no fucking sense (laughs) (laughs) i don't get that but um yeah like anything that was sugary i would throw up so i could only drink water anything else would make me vomit um cheese made me vomit and i fucking love cheese but potatoes was like safe okay i could eat as many potatoes as i want i think every time i went to class i would order like 24 hash browns from duncan like the little ones i love hash browns so i just love potatoes like cheese fries hash browns and i still love them just as much yeah so good (laughs) Mm -hmm. but nothing crazy um you could pick a question out love that Okay, so I just read it out loud? Yes. Ah, this is so cute. I love this. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It says, what do you love most about yourself? Yeah. Oh. And it's like right on the topic. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because it's been like that for the other podcast. Like it kind of yeah. goes in line. It's so weird. And it's like not meant to be that way. It's supposed to be totally random. Right. Well, it's the jar. It's like a magical bo- jar. Let me see. What do I love most about myself? I think this question, one thing I love about it is that we do need to remind ourselves like what we do love about ourselves. Cause you're right. We are such hard critics. We are. Mm -hmm. 
like you know i love a lot of things about myself yes we love that i'm i'm positive over here you know i used to be negative but i'm positive now but um i don't know maybe like i do like i have a great heart like i'm one of those people like you know i don't do nice things to think i'll get it in return i just like to be kind like that's just it that's all like it's really hard for me to hate somebody or be malicious so i kind of like i just like my karen heart i feel like it helps make the world a little bit better compared to this bullshit but yeah you're so sweet thank you and i also feel like that comes with maturity though like for sure so fucking mature and that probably has like a lot to do with having a son oh yeah Yeah, he made me grow up mm -hmm. i was a mess before i had him who wasn't a mess at 20 or 21 i was a hot (laughs) mess so thank god i had him because and that's your son is lucky to have a mom who thinks that way, like to spread kindness, because we do need more of that in the world, especially today. Like, again, with social media ruining everything, like especially young kids and even now, like people who didn't grow up on social media, like it just kind of people are just mean or like, yeah, mean. it portrays like just a thing that's not real, you know, so. Yeah, I always try to kind of instill that in him, like, always be kind, always be nice, like, you know, he was having an issue at school, he was, like, fighting for a bit, I'm like, why are you fighting? Yeah. I'm like, what are five-year-olds fighting about? A toy? I'm like, it's not that serious, so, like, nothing, like, crazy, like, just boys being boys, just fist fighting each other, but I'm like, don't do stuff like that. That is so true. Yeah, like. Boys really do be. They just fight and then drop it like they didn't just punch each other in the face. (laughs) It's crazy how boys work. They don't hold grudges. But, yeah, like I like to instill in him just be kind. Like, you know, you want to be that person people like because you're kind to them. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be that person who gives someone a bad day. Like, why do you want to be that person? You know? Yeah. So I try to instill that in him, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. He's a pretty cool kid. I think, I think you are, too. You're leading by example. And that's For sure. Awesome. And that's the best way kids learn. Mm-hmm. They learn a lot by watching their parents, yeah. to be honest. So he's definitely going to be turned. I can't wait till teenage years. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm going to show you about your mom. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I gotta, I'll show you some videos. They're cute. Like, he likes the same music as me, too. Aww. So we'll like literally like be in the car just yeah just busting out like yeah. some songs and shit. I That's love adorable. it. Adorable. He's a pretty cool kid. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, I can <laughs> tell. I can tell already. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. No, Star. thank you for having me. I love yeah. this. No, that was great. I really loved it. I think it was like a really like more of the deeper podcast it's about like life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's literally. Like sentimental. I hit a lot of different it. topics. Yeah, we, did. We, we did have a tangent. How we went from like talking about having a boy, like right. being a young mom, and then we started talking about like poltergeist shit. Hey, that's what keeps the conversation alive. All right, thank you, Star. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, bye, you guys. Till next time.